All right. Um, so, yeah, um, this is just sort of an impromptu video I'm making here. Somebody I know on, I think, Facebook sent me an email recently that really caught my attention, and I decided to vet what was sent and found it was true. So I'm putting this video together to document it in case things change in the near future. Wouldn't be surprised. We've seen that before. Do a live stream, and then shortly thereafter, uh, the evidence disappears. So um, just putting this out there for your consideration. If you've been following my work, you know that I've been talking about the discovery of Gilgamesh in the desert of Iraq in April of 2003. In fact, it's a primary uh, plot point in my seed series, if you've been following what I'm doing with seed as well. The archaeologists digging around in the desert sands of Iraq, they found the body of Gilgamesh in April of 2003. I've been talking about this at least since 2010. This is my old uh, YouTube channel, Captain Mang, and uh, just scroll through these videos and you'll see you know stuff related to uh, some of that here in the identity of the Antichrist. You know, you believe, uh, you know that I believe that uh, Nimrod is the Antichrist of the end times. And uh, there was a video I did, this one right here, <clears throat> the Omega Plan, uh, released eight years ago, so 2012, but I actually produced it in 2011. I, I created the video in 2011, started uh, doing conferences and stuff, and then after that I started posting it on YouTube and stuff. So you could watch this whole 22-minute video if you go to uh, Captain Mang, C-P-T-M-A-N-G, that was my high school nickname, Hi, uh, Captain Mang, and um, just type in the Omega Plan in the search window, and uh, you'll find it, or just do a Google search for, or a YouTube search for the Omega Plan question mark. You can watch the, the whole video there. I'll actually play some of it for you here in a minute, because I did post it also on my primary YouTube channel now, the, my Rob Skiba YouTube channel, where I talk about uh, identifying Nimrod as the Antichrist using scripture and talking about a potential Omega plan. All that's there. Um, Steve Quayle, Tom Horn, myself and others, we've told you that the military gained control of that dig and took the body away. Right after they found Gilgamesh, it was taken away by the military. And then one month later, we set up the military occupation phase in Iraq and we built the largest embassy in the world, at least at that time. I don't know if there's been a bigger one built since then, but at least at that time, it was the largest embassy ever built. And one of the first things our troops did was raid the Museum of Baghdad. You can look that up. Yeah, well, actually, I'll show you a video that shows you that in a second here. And uh, there's something like I'm nearly, I think, somewhere in the vicinity of 200,000 items were stolen. and uh, But most of them were recovered. But of the 3,000 or so items that were never returned... Those items included cuneiform tablets and other things dealing with resurrection and the afterlife. Yeah. So, um, again, all that's documented here. I'll just go ahead and play um, one of these videos here. Let's see which one. Uh, let's try from my Genesis Revelation Part 4. This was a conference that I did uh, in Oklahoma in 2000, February 12, 2016. And so this talks about that portion of the Omega plan. So I'll play that for you here. And they're always talking about the big financial collapse is coming, right? I mean, how many trillions of dollars are we in debt right now? But of course, all of that could change like that with a revalue of the Iraqi dinar. It would reset everybody's economy. 
And if we believe that the first Babylon will be the last Babylon, like the title of my book, The First Shall Be the Last, then, you know, I know a lot of people out there saying the United States is Babylon or New York is Babylon. I, I understand the arguments, but I'm going to go with a biblical interpretation. They had no idea of New York and the United States and all indications, especially with the Yahuwah Triangle series that I was talking about. Um, those are the three points that the Bible bounces around. Egypt, Israel, Assyria, Babylon, as in Iraq. So if that's the case, then obviously things have to change such that that place becomes a pretty hopping area for everybody to later mourn what happens. So could it be that top dog U.S. eventually is toppled or done away with or what have you, and then it, everything raises up over there? I don't know, but after we left there, we left 500 military bases and millions, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars worth of state-of-the-art military equipment, and we built the largest embassy in the world there. Something's going on. December 21st, 2010, his nation, Nimrod's nation, was born again out of the ashes like a phoenix as a blood-red moon floated over the shoulders of Orion like a decapitated head, and the, and the entire planet shook. Our soldiers have been at war for nearly a decade, waging urban warfare. December 11th, our troops were ordered out of Iraq, leaving behind hundreds of millions of dollars worth of military equipment and bases. December 31st, 2011, Obama signed the NDAA into law. Making it, making it possible to indefinitely detain American citizens without trial or legal representation simply for being suspected of being a terrorist. And that definition of terrorist is whatever they make up for the day. Which I would allow, that's, that's us when we realize we don't want to serve the District of Columbia. Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you want to get together and listen to this crazy Rob Skiba guy talk about Flat Earth and the Bible and all kinds of stuff like that? Terrorists! That's all they have to do. Right, because I'm going to say, and the deal is if we're against Washington, D.C., because it's Masonic, it's, it's yeah. Nimrod. That, that's all they have to do is whatever they decide. They make us. Yeah, basically, the, the United States, unfortunately, is following the Nazi playbook to the letter. <coughs> if you just look at what, it, what Hitler and the SS and what they did with the Reichstag and everything that led to what they did thereafter, it's following the same formula. Now, I gave you an outline of what I was seeing in my research. Now I'm going to play a video for you that, is, that shows our U.S. presidents and mainstream news uh, reports and things like that illustrating what I've been talking about playing out right before our eyes. Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. On August the 17th, 1991, Desert Shield became Desert Storm. The conflict was witnessed by millions through the eye of CNN and the BBC, showing propaganda of the systematic eradication of Saddam's forces by a coalition far superior in technological, political and economic power. The orchestrators of the war were by no means strangers to controlling major world events. In fact, they have done so for centuries. From the shadows, they have engineered every major war, revolution, and recession. They control everything you read, everything you hear, and everything you see. They have managed to indoctrinate an entire populace to their way of thinking, and have infiltrated key positions in places of authority. And it is from the shadows that they have created a new political order, a new economic order, and more sinister, a new religious order. 
Their ultimate aim is total global domination, and they will stop at nothing to reach their goal. The goal that was outlined in a speech given by former President of the United States, George Bush. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order. It's not so much about dispelling this. How about confirming one? What is this? Susie, this is the tomb of Osiris. The god of the underworld. This once extravagant mausoleum, a moat with four pillars engraved with hieroglyphics constructed thousands of years ago, was intended to be a shrine for the keeper of the afterlife. Polls have just now closed in six additional states representing 66 electoral votes. We must follow no other course. Now it is a seed upon the wind, taking root in many nations. We will confront weapons of mass destruction. We will build our defenses beyond challenge, lest weakness invite challenge. This work continues. The story goes on. And an angel still rides in the whirlwind and directs this storm. We have no idea what caused this. Let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories concerning the attacks of September the 11th. Malicious lies that attempt to shift the blame away from the terrorists themselves, away from the guilty. On the morning of September 11th, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine and live with pink-haired strippers managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10, 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbored them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. 
It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks, because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination. Because... Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes in the buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on Able Danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. You will never, ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. Imagine the startling proposition that the Nephilim, the giants, the mighty men of old, the gods and children of the Watchers, could somehow rise up, could somehow be reconstituted inside of a body. And, of course, I've discussed with you before my theory that one of the greatest legends in history could be a record of that having actually happened. And I'm referring to Nimrod, who some scholars also identify as Gilgamesh of Sumerian fame, Apollo of Greek fame, Osiris of Egyptian fame. And this Gilgamesh was a giant who a lot of people didn't even believe was anything more than myth until his grave marker was found a few years back. And then, according to some people, the military swooped in and took possession and control of that dig. Hey, Tom, I want to interject something. I talked to a special operations general who was there when Gilgamesh's remains, and in his words, were he was in a state of remarkable preservation, okay? He said they have Gilgamesh's remains. So if they have Gilgamesh and he is Nimrod, they got it. And the whole point was to extract the DNA. When the Iraqi regime fell in April 2003, the Iraqi museum in Baghdad and museums in other provinces such as Mosul, Basra, and Babur were exposed to theft for two consecutive days. The theft was carried out by local and international networks as well as Iraqi and Arab agents. It is estimated that 170,000 artifacts were stolen, 15,000 of which have no registration records. The most important of these artifacts are the Sumerian cuneiforms, which represents the philosophy of life and death many date back to Mesopotamian times more than 4,000 years ago. Artifacts pertaining to the civilizations of the Sumerians, Babylonians, and Chaldeans, and others that go back thousands of years in history, were taken away from the land of the two rivers. In addition, entire book collections from certain historic eras disappeared from the National Library, thus negatively affecting Iraq's wealth of civilization and culture. One must also mention that some artifacts were stolen and sent to Israel via the American forces. But American troops stood by as Iraq's heritage was plundered. One memorable moment that week was when Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld dismissed the looting in Baghdad as unimportant. 
Freedom's untidy, and free people are free to make mistakes and commit crimes and do bad things. Many of the looters knew which objects they were looking for and where to find them. In other words, they were insiders. Investigations revealed that the main metal gate of the storage rooms was opened. It was not opened by force, which means a person who knew where the key was participated in the theft. J.P. Morgan... Okay, I'll stop there. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to watch the rest of it. Um, but that was the main point that I wanted to get across anyway, was that, um, yeah, the body of Gilgamesh had been found, and uh, at least according to Steve Quayle's sources, uh, the primary objective was the extraction of DNA. And so, um, somebody named Stephen sent me a screen capture of the uh, State Department's Freedom of Information Act, uh, a search that was done there. I'll put the link for the search. You could do it yourself. But um, here's the page. And um, the search criteria, I'll put the, the URL uh, in the show notes. Actually, I'll post it in the chat room here for you, too. Also, sorry I wasn't paying attention to the chat room, guys. Let's see a bunch of people here. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Um, so there's the link to the Freedom of Information Act uh, that takes you to this page right here. And then if you type in this person's name, uh, Denetra, something like that, you'll see this link right here, Department of State Freedom of Information Act Log 2018. And if you click on that, it takes you here and... Requesting documents pertaining to the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh and the location of his body and the location of buried Nephilim. I don't know why everything's highlighting when I do this. What? <laughs> so, I, you know, this may be just somebody's Freedom of Information Act request, which would be, you know, anybody could do, send a request for something like that, or perhaps there might be something to it. I don't know, but this is the first time I've heard of anything related to the Gilgamesh event since 2003, because after the body was recovered, like, you haven't heard anything. I mean, it was taken away by the military, presumably, and, you know, maybe it's in Area 51 or something. Who knows? Nobody knows what happened to it after that, and at least I'm not aware of anybody uh, coming forward as a whistleblower or, you know, exposing anything, saying where where the body is or what they're doing with it. This is the first thing I've seen, and this was a, apparently a Freedom of Information Act request or an email or something uh, that took place on December 13th, 2018. I just find it interesting that it's under the parameters of the collection of the Clinton emails. And um, that you can see that in the... Uh, let me see if I can lower this a little bit. Oh, you can see it right there. Yeah, so if you can see the uh, top of my URL screen right there. It's freedomofinformationact.state.gov forward slash search forward slash results dot ASPX question mark search text dash collection equals Clinton dash or underscore email 20% and Nephilim. So anyway, uh, this just caught my attention today. Wanted to put it out there real quick just to get it out there because who knows, these things tend to disappear right after I find them. Um, and same thing I've seen happen with other people as well. You know, researchers get out there, they find something, they put it out there, and it disappears. So 
I don't have time to go look any deeper into this right now because I'm already deep into doing a whole lot of other things that I got to get done. So I'm putting it out there for you guys. If you guys want to dig deeper and let me know what you find, that would be awesome. Leave your comments below. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.